Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 117. Today is a special day because this is our first episode in March, which is MS Awareness Month. Absolutely. We are joined by two remarkable individuals in this community, uh, Damian Washington and Ardra Shepard. Miss Tripping on Air yes. and No Stress MS for yes. Damian. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had a lot of fun talking to them, as usual. We always Yes, do. they've been on the show several times. But I think that, you know, it's special that we have them on as like our March kickoff episode to MS Awareness Month because they, you know, I think when I think about the MS community, they are two people who show up consistently and unapologetically. And they really to me, represent MS. You know what I mean? Like the way mm-hmm. that they present MS is in such well, it's with such humor. an authentic way. Yes. Yeah. And and I think we need that. Like yes. we have to laugh at ourselves. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, exactly. we don't have to, but it's right. It's probably a yeah. good thing. <laughs> exactly. Reliever. Right. We can't take ourselves too seriously. So yeah. yeah, this is a really great episode. We're so happy that uh, they joined us and we hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to season four of the Myelin and Melanin podcast. I'm Dawn. And I'm Dana. We are two Black women sharing our musings on life, MS, and everything in between. You can find us on the web at mylanandmelanin.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at mylanmelanin. Also, don't forget to subscribe to us on YouTube. Okay, so as both of you probably know, or maybe not, but our theme, well, one of our themes for season four is the idea of taking up space. It's something that I think is really important, especially when we think about ableism, disability, and all of those things that impact us, folks who have MS. So we talked a little bit about taking up space with Damien a couple weeks ago in our season premiere, but something that we had touched upon with another one of our guests, um, Jimmy Vaughn, he's a DEI, I don't know what to call him, a DEI extraordinaire, expert. I'll call him expert. Um, yeah. he, so when we brought up the idea of taking up space with him, he talked about the need to define one space. And that really hit me. Like, yeah, so it's not just about taking up space. You have to define it. So I'm going to ask both of you, Damien and Ardra, uh, but what does defining your space mean to you? How do you define your space? I, I mean, I heard Damien's... Uh, Ladies first. <laughs> taken up. Yeah, I think women, women already know a little bit about like how to take up space. Right. Yeah, that's, uh, but thank you, Damien. I did hear your podcast uh, episode on this topic, but I didn't hear um, the one you're referencing mm-hmm. now, Dana. And I wonder if that has anything to do with the boundaries mm-hmm. that we need to set. Or, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, yeah, I think if 
I feel like I have so much to say on this topic. I think like right off the bat, when we take up space, we make space for others who are like us to also take mm. up space. And I think that's part of like the counterintuitive nature of it. And especially as women, we think if we're taking up space, we're being like bossy or, mm-hmm. or somehow yeah. it's like, it's impacting somebody else negatively. But actually, when we take up space, we're making space for others who are like us to also take up space. And we've seen the ugliest side of this in recent history. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, but like the loudest, ugliest voices tend to get the most attention. But as you guys all know, being in this disability community, we've also seen the very best side of that also. Mm -hmm. And for each one of us here that are taking up space in this community in our own ways, like we just, that encourages other people to feel seen and, and to do the same and, and to take up their own space. Yeah, that totally not answered your question, Dana. No, on no that, you, but yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to piggyback on that and be like, the only reason I am here taking up the space that I uh, continue to, to fill is because of a, y'all three right now. Mm-hmm. No y'all are the like all right no them i like adore them <laughs> i like what they do how they do what they do ardra about you taking up your, your space helps others take up the space as well i'm i am that mm-hmm. that's real yeah, yeah. So I have a question for you all and for all of us, really. How do we get to a point where we recognize when we need to take up space? Like, how do you know that? You know what I mean? Like, because I I don't know if I intrinsically knew this is something that I needed to do in order to have a better quality of life or to have those boundaries like you spoke about, Ardra. Like, when do you recognize it? I don't know. I don't even know what answer I have. I mean, taking up space has always come naturally for me. I was talking to my husband about this the other night, thinking about this call coming up Mm -hmm. and, um, and just wondering if things would have been different if my brother had been born before I was, because I was Mm -hmm. the oldest of three. And, uh, and, you know, like looking at that older generation of, of women and the space that they weren't as able to take up as we are. And so for me, it just, it always came very naturally. And the, the realization of the need to really like um, be, um, oh, I'm losing my like intentional about mm-hmm. taking up space mm-hmm. didn't mm-hmm. happen until I started to feel diminished by this disease and that was like Mm. a very unrecognized feeling for me and I I feel like taking up space is about your relationship to the world around you it's like a posture it's a belief in your role and and the value of your presence I love that yeah it's you know but the thing is the society that we live in is, is filled with ableists. And so we don't feel like we belong, but you know what I mean? But that's exactly why we have to say like, why you have to know yourself and why Mm -hmm. we have to assert ourselves 
and take up that space. So it's about being unapologetic and not waiting to be asked and not waiting to be invited, but making that space for yourself. Absolutely. You bring up a really important point, Ardra. Is it, it, think, is, it's Ardra's point. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no, go you ahead, go. Oh. You go, um, you go. Okay. So um, for <laughs> me, I think when I started to use a wheelchair and when I became comfortable enough in myself, to venture out in it, that's when I realized my need to take up space. So obviously I'm taking up literal space, but I had to learn that I'm not apologizing. I'm not in your way. I'll say, excuse me, but I'm not gonna apologize for being here or inconveniencing you, which I mean, what's an inconvenience to move a couple of feet out of the way to make space for me? Um, I think that that is what really in me made me realize how important the idea of making space for myself was. And, you know, by extension, then it makes space for other people. Other people can see, hey, it's not that bad. You know what I'm right. saying? Like people are just out living their lives unapologetically. And that's important. It's not easy, though, Dana. It's, it's I think it's it's like a Herculean effort yeah. to assert this kind of like confidence and self-worth because it's not just, yes. you know, the excuse me, like you don't want to inconvenience someone because yep. they have to take two steps out of the way. It's yep. knowing right. that your very presence makes someone uncomfortable yes. and, and right. having to defend your own sense of self-worth against that day after day after day. Like we have so far to yes. go in terms of normalizing the experience of disabled bodies. 100%, but yes. to tell you, it took me a year and a half to have the courage to go out in public in my wheelchair, a year and a half. Because so who were your anything. examples? Yep, like, exactly. Who were your role models? Yep, exactly, yep. Damien, I know you're over there itching to say something. <laughs> Oh, not itching, but just, I, you know, <laughs> everything y'all be saying all the time just be having me ruminating. Well, like, it, it's something that continues to pop in my mind. It's the taking space, it's the making space. It's like, nah, it, personally, that, that's why I'm like, huh, this is how you are really good at this particular thing in this way. Because like, like we were saying before, Dana, I fill the space. I don't uh -huh. take anything from right. anyone. Yeah. I don't make anything. It's already here. I just feel it. And I know where my yes. limits are because I know how big a space we're in. And it, what made me chuckle is um, there's a Simpsons episode and Homer wants to change his name. And he changes his name to Max Power. And he's just walking around uh, sing singing about Max Power. I can sing <laughs> you, you, I, well, I, I don't know the words, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I do. Go with it. <laughs> so, like, he's out here singing this song about how um, he's Max Power, and, and Mr. Burns uh, hops in um, in the middle of this song. And I forget what, what their exchange is, but Burns, how they start, but Burns is like, um, oh, right, because Burns is like, oh, yes, Homer, this, that, and the other. 
And um, uh, Homer's like, no, 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 it's, it's max power. And Burns is like, oh yes, of course, Mr. Power. People will take anything from you, you give them, period. Yeah, I believe so it. I'm, that's one of these lessons. People will believe about you what you believe about yourself. And so I think fake it till you make it. it. That is so, yes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It's such a, a strange space to be in because you're feeling differently, uh, not as your usual power, powered self, because you are able to differently now. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not walking so good today, or like, I've, I've been in this situation for two, uh, I didn't go outside for a year and a half behind all of this. Mm -hmm. It's like, Man, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. It's um, it's okay but because MS. Of, but the idea of like because MS, right? Taking space <laughs> and making space is one thing, and that's all, and that's all right, and that is all. Uh, no, I want to say that's all correct. How mm -hmm. I have found that I have the most success, um, even when I'm not at my best is by filling the space. And if that is not, I can't, if I can't touch the walls right now because MS, then that's what it is. And I'm only able to put out this much. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And answering my own question as we're, as I'm and listening not, and to- And I feel oh. bad about it. Yeah. I'm thinking about the the time that I understood and recognized that I needed to own the space and not just, as you said, take up the space. I was in Target and I remember like getting out of my car and I parked in the handicap space, of course, and I get out and I'm walking and I have to get a scooter. And it was kind of crowded pre-COVID, a little crowded. And so this woman was in my way and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I kept saying, I'm sorry. And I'm like, why am I apologizing? And I think after that Target trip, to make a long story short, I realized that Dawn, you belong here. Like it is okay. You are allowed to take up the space with getting in the scooter and going down the aisles and shopping just like everyone else. There's no need to apologize. Why are you apologizing for what you need to do or what Mm -hmm. you want to do. I, I think part of that is because there are lots and lots mm -hmm. of times when you're going to be called out and questioned. And so, it, I mean, it's not easy. I, I mean, we make it sound easy, just take up space, but um, there's a lot of, um, there can be a lot of, there can be repercussions, you know, um, yeah. mm -hmm. people questioning your right and your need. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it, it leads to a, a question that I have for you, Ardra. Well, another question for all of us, but something that you said hasn't really left me since the very first time you were on the podcast with us. And you said, and I, please forgive me if I misquote you, but you were basically talking about getting your diagnosis and understanding that you have this diagnosis and that you had made a decision to be proactive instead of reactive. And I said, wow, if only, <laughs> if only mm -hmm. I would have adopted that line of thinking 
my life probably would have been a little bit easier <laughs> instead of just constantly mm -hmm. reacting, reacting when it, when it happens. Do you remember that? Um, yeah, I think we were talking about housing and yeah. accessible. Yep. Yeah. Um, and listen, Don, I think, um, there's like a little bit of unhealthy anxiety to that also, um, <laughs> possibly, but, um, yeah, I mean, this whole concept of taking up space is, you know, like we are for people here taking up space with like a capital S, but you know, it doesn't mean necessarily like you have to have a public platform and put your business out there. I think it, right. like everyone has like taking up space is about not letting someone else speak for you. It's about advocating for yourself. It's about um, like finding the doctor that's going to work with you and respects you and takes you seriously and all, like all the people that you surround yourself with. And mm -hmm. yeah, I'm not, Don, what was your question about what I said? I think I went off on a tangent. Oh, totally no, it's okay. I didn't even, I didn't ask it yet. So okay. that, that's fine. It's perfect. My, I guess my question is knowing what we know now, and all the thoughts that we have about owning the space, taking up space, uh, space <laughs> and being here in these, in these bodies, these physical bodies and present, what would you tell your temp self? Like what would your mm. MS self go back 10 years, five years, 20 years, 16 years, 17 years, one year, you know, for the newly diagnosed, what would you, well, maybe not the one years, but like us, we were kind of in this. What would you tell your temp self? I don't know if there's anything I could have said that my smug 20-year-old self would have believed. Yeah. You know? I, I but think, about space, about taking uh, up space. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And like to that, I think I, I think that's what saved me, honestly. Like mm -hmm. I interviewed my parents uh, last year for my Valentine's day post. And, and that was one thing my dad pointed out was like, you've always known who you are. And I think, um, that is what saved me because when that started to feel attacked, I pushed back. I didn't believe it, you know? And it, it, of course it took me a while. Like there were, uh, there was a chunk of time when I like would not call myself disabled, would not show my mobility aids in photos, but um, like there's a lot of learning on the job because, you know, I, it would have been insurmountable for me to learn any of this stuff without going through it because there's no resources. There are, yeah. there, there were, I mean, it is, things have changed so much in the last two years even, and I hope we keep up with this trajectory, but back then, like there, there was no way to I there was just, I mean, yeah, I don't know, Damien, I'm, you were diagnosed a lot more recently than I was, and it may be a different life stage. So maybe your answer yeah. would be different. Yeah, no, it, my, my brain is just keeps flipping. Like as I, as I hear everything, I'm like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like uh, well, just one thing that I, I keep coming back to is uh, the, I, the notion of taking up space, like, yeah, you 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 you're like, yeah, no, it's easy. It's one thing to say it; it's another thing to do it. And yeah. um, another thing that's part of that is like, my brain was like, yeah, you could take up all the space in the universe. The universe is space. That's why I call it space. <laughs> so 
it doesn't matter how much I'm taking up in here right now because the, it, all the universe is mine as it is yours. I've thought so, about that universe analogy too. Like the, not only like the universe is infinite and expanding and so is the internet. Like there's room for everyone, yeah. literally. Yeah. yeah. Like there, we, there are no longer gatekeepers to the disability narrative. Like, mm -hmm. you know, we don't have to go through traditional media to have somebody else tell our stories. We can speak for ourselves now. And, and yes. if you think I'm taking up too much space, ah, that means you are small. Mm. Ah. You, you are small looking at me being big and taking up this space and being and throwing yeah. throwing rocks at the throne. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Did you all see uh, Crip Camp on Netflix? So oh, good. You did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. I think Dana and I were talking about it after we watched it. I think that was such a great representation and demonstration of how these individuals were trailblazers and pioneers and saying, you know what, this is what we need. We're unapologetic using that word again. And I'm here. this is how we're going to make this look. And I'm here. Yeah. 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 And yet that was 40 years ago. Right. Like, yeah. uh, it just, yeah, things stagnated so much after that. And, and I mean, how much of that legislation was taught in, in school in exactly. the United States? I don't know. I'm guessing it yeah. wasn't. I, I remember reading about it once. And as a teacher, I don't think we ever focused on it. But I don't think you, we were told to. If you had to. seen like the visuals of those people crawling up the steps, I mean, you would have probably remembered that, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. You, you yeah. know, there's also something in all this. I was a part of a, a thing through uh, one of our pharmaceutical companies out here and patient voices and blah, blah, blah. And it's a whole thing. And um I had to write up a, a little bio by myself and send it off to someone right now, like literally right before this interview uh, or this um, jam jam jamboree <laughs> going on right now. Um, and it's like, this is diagnosis. This is Damien and his YouTube channel, blah, 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 blah. But this is something that I really didn't, I've never really written before. And it's in the, this vein. You know, uh, when he's committed to helping the patient's voice take up more space in the healthcare industry. Wow. Wow. <laughs> but just that idea of the patient voice is like something that's only really come about in the past, like, I don't know, 24 to 72 months. <laughs> and, and like, so, and as the patient voice becomes a thing, the notion of taking up space with your voice and you the these companies needing the perspective of someone who uh forget only uses one of uh, one of their one of their products or their competitors mm -hmm. products but lives the life of the person that needs that and there's um a quote we was Anna was watching criminal miles in here the uh, the other day and she was like oh there was a good end quote uh for you you know how they button all of the um, shows with a, a funky famous quote from some philosopher. She came in and she was like, listen, Criminal Minds said, it's not 
the disease that has the person, but the person that has the disease. And the whole patient voice uh, movement um, is about putting the, the person before the disease. And we are all part of that and that's dope. Yeah. How do we avoid being tokenized? You know what I mean? Like, I love I that you know, said that. <laughs> <laughs> But you, you all understand what I'm saying? Like, how do you avoid that? Like, you know, we are, we have this platform. Each one of us, we have our platforms. We have what we, you know, want to say to the world and present. So how do we, I don't know, avoid like, I think this comes back, John, to the original question about mm-hmm. defining your boundaries mm-hmm. and, yeah. and, and uh, not only defining your boundaries, but um, like pushing back. I, I had a recent opportunity come up also that was not how I wanted to share my story. Um, and I, I pushed back on that and said, like, that's, doesn't feel authentic to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were receptive to that. Thank goodness. But, yeah. um, and if they hadn't been, that's fine. I would have walked away from that opportunity. But, um, I think, um, it's that it's just being very true to yourself and being mm-hmm. able to set those boundaries and parameters, like things have changed so much and, these businesses need us now and and they do Damien you're itching let's go yeah. no no I'm with you I'm just like putting putting some sprinkles right. on that put some respect yeah. on it I love it but you know Them the thing is respects. our stories are are our stories in my opinion my story is sacred and if I share it with you and my patient experience you need to really sit down and listen and and I need you to hold the space and I need you to show up and I need you to not say anything and just allow me to be free, to be open, to be my authentic self and to not take on the idea that, oh, she's going to be, or they, you know, myelin and melanin, they are going to be the token uh, disabled black girls. You, you understand what I'm saying? Right. So like, yeah, like, so I love that you have to go back to setting the boundaries because the stories, each one of us, every one of us, not even just here on the, on the call, but every one of our MS friends, we have these stories to tell and they're important Yeah, and they mean something. And I think too, being authentic allows you not to be tokenized. You can't tokenize a you know, a gem, a diamond, a snowflake, something that is, you know, you can't replicate that. So, you know, that's a part of why it's important to tell your story if you're comfortable doing so. Um, You can't be tokenized if you authentically tell your story because they're all so very different. We have the same disease, but all of our stories are so different. Also, counterpoint, how much is this token? So how much can I use this token to pay my rent? Right, right. Okay, like, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) I think so, but that makes a strong point for inviting more and more people to take up the space and share their stories. Mm -hmm. I I think that's what we often find 
frustrating in the entertainment industry or the media industry is if there's only one story about one community, then mm -hmm. it's going to piss off 99% of that community because yeah. it's, it's the only story where they can see themselves, but it doesn't feel real, right? So right. we need yeah. so many stories, more and more stories and stop making the same effing movie over and over again, mm -hmm. like more <laughs> stories. Absolutely. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Damien's got his hands up like, yeah. <laughs> this is my this but is my world and my life. Yeah. I was just gonna say, this is your world. So I mean, what do you think about that? Like it's just it's real, you know? It's it's look and it's I, I it's I I sit in a strange spot. I've been paying the rent for being on TV by being on TV for almost 10 years. And the past two years, that has been less possible, if not not possible. And a whole bunch of things have like changed for me. Mm -hmm. And in that though, the whole way I have taken up space in the MS content making space has makes me be like, all right, no, I can, you know what, I'm commanding this or I'm going to ask for this in this way. Um, and it continue to evolve my bottom line in that way. And that's super interesting slash what? How did, how did this be? How did MS turn into my rent check? How, Sway? <laughs> yeah. Reinvention. Hey, there you go. <laughs> On that note, thank you all so much for joining us and chatting. Yeah. This is another oh, incredible. Happy episode. to be here. Thank you for having me. Y'all can't yeah. see. Y'all can't even see in the silence. There's just a big old smile and me <laughs> bowing my head <laughs> and giving reverence and, and joy, and beauty, and love into the space right here, right now. And congrats on season four, you guys. That's okay. You guys are Thank hustling, you. really. Like, Thank you. It's yeah. a lot of work. That means a lot. It All does. day, every day. Still here. Word up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. we're super grateful for you all yes definitely and thank you for sharing your stories and taking up space with us yeah and always showing up always that means a lot yeah well you're you just hope to show up as many times as you can because well, sooner or later you're not going to be able to and then even <laughs> maybe even before then people ain't going to want you to show up yeah <laughs> <laughs> space at any time that you can that's yep. right that's it yep so how can people i mean everybody knows you as i'm assuming everybody knows you how can people find like are you guys working on something that you want to talk about or you just want to you know everybody knows you and they love you Me? you you how can people find your you? show both oh, of you <laughs> you and yeah <laughs> i'm on the internet like <laughs> you <laughs> tripping on air you're tripping on air.com right yep. right right damienwashington.com youtube.com slash no stress ms that's it that's all holler at your boy okay bye guys that was fun bye, bye. thank you bye peace and love and joy okay, bye bye <laughs> Ah, I'm gonna eat a bunch of this and I gotta leave. Oh no, yay. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs>
Thanks for tuning in to the Myelin and Melanin podcast. You can find us on the web at myelinandmelanin.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at myelinmelanin. Don't forget to leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.